Next on Morning Focus, we're going to have a chat with Matt Halpin. Uh, inspired by the loss of someone very close to him, the Shannon native will be competing in a multi-day, multi-stage race in, of all places, the Sahara Desert. It's all to raise funds, though, for a very worthy cause, and Matt has been good enough to join us. Uh, good morning to you, Matt. Good morning, how are you? I'm very well, thanks very much for joining us. Um, can you... Tell us why you decided to take on this absolutely epic challenge. It's not every day you hear of somebody deciding to take on a gruelling race in the Sahara Desert. I know uh, most people who who find out about it, they always say, are you not mad? Or are you a bit mad for, for doing something like this? <laughs> I suppose I, I heard about it back in 2015 when I first started working in, in Cork. A couple of guys in work had done it and I just thought, wow, this sounds really amazing. You know, a really tough challenge from a personal and mental perspective. And just with sport I was playing over the years, I couldn't really commit to the time to doing it. But then with COVID, obviously, you know, there wasn't there wasn't much sport to be played. And uh, it was something I started to think about. But unfortunately, I tore my cruciate during that time. So I was rehabbing for that. And then once I kind of got fit at the start of 2022, I really decided that this is something I wanted to do. And then I suppose before you even take on something like this, you really need to have an important reason why. Because when it's lashing rain, it's dark out there, it's really muddy, it's freezing, and you don't want to go for that run. You always have to come back and think about that reason why. And that that was really that driving force for me to go ahead and sign up for the, the Marathon de Sable. And I suppose it's really to pay tribute to my friend Kevin Hayes, so who passed away of uh, sudden adult death syndrome. Um, so that's really what it's about and it's about raising awareness for, for that and going through that challenge myself And you mentioned the reason you're doing this was your friend uh, Kevin Hayes, a very close friend of yours who passed away in 2017 Can you tell us a little bit about what kind of a guy he was? Yeah, so Kevin, he was always had a smile on his face really energetic, really buzzy really nice guy um, we I suppose we really first bonded when I when we went on placement together in Cork and I actually I couldn't peel a potato I couldn't barely work a washing machine <laughs> my mom did it all because uh, I was living at home in college and then when I moved out uh, Kevin was a really good cook and I loved to eat so there was an immediate bond there <laughs> a match made in heaven <laughs> exactly um, and we I suppose we started he started teaching me a few techniques and I really liked it and that's really fueled my passion for for cooking. And since then, I went to Ballymaloo and we would have shared that passion throughout. So um, really, really great guy from that perspective. Absolute genius in his field, uh, industrial biochemistry. And he was doing his PhD at the time. He was pretty much nearly finished at that stage. Um, and we really grew, grew our relationship around that kind of technical, you know, shared experience because I was doing a similar degree as well. And then really just like to have a bit of fun. And I suppose if I think back, what would Kevin say to me now if I told him I was doing this? He'd be like, go away, you're mad. But the next piece then would be, how can I help? And that's the way he was with everything. You know, how could he help someone else, you know, be successful, be happy and stuff like that. And that's something that's really important to me that I've tried to emulate as well. From what you're saying about him, Kevin sounds like a, a lovely guy, and you know, one of those people that the kind of people that you meet in college and become friends with, and they're they're friends for life, which I'm sure you fully expected to be with Kevin, which just really highlights the cruelty of SADS or sudden adult death syndrome. That it's it's such a cruel way to go, and 
for the people who pass away from it, they usually seem, you know, they're, they're obviously young. They're they're very usually very fit and you know full of vim and vigor. It's very difficult to comprehend when they pass and why they have passed. Yeah, exactly. It's just you know you get that phone call or you hear about it in the news and stuff like that around you know maybe someone on a gap pitch in the year has passed away suddenly and it's it's not even just a shock to the family because you know someone has been taken down in the prime of their youth but it's a shock to the whole community so Kevin's from Maru in Limerick you know not a not a massive community but that whole place everyone in the village knew Kevin he'd played in the GA he'd worked in the local pub so like it does it has a massive ripple effect or something that like detection is key and that's the whole thing with Hardhouse that they're providing that service. It is a costly service if you were to go private, but they're providing that for free. And if you know that you're susceptible to that, then you're saving lives there. So that's why the work that they're doing is really good. Um, and I suppose for us, when it ha- when we got the news, uh, all my friends and all the other guys that knew Kevin and his family, you know, it's rocked them to the core because, like you said, he was such a vibrant, you know, energetic uh, young man, and he had his whole life ahead of him. And this is happening to to two families every week in Ireland, every year. So, like, I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but again, 104 people, lives could be saved or not lost due to the this, you know, essentially early screening, which Hardhouse provide. Yeah, it's it's as you say, it's it's far more common than we'd we think. Um, and you've touched on the reason the charity you are going to be raising funds for Matt a heart house connected to the Matter Hospital can you tell us more about them so yeah so heart house was founded in 2007 the the cardiologists there um they've they're giving up their own time they're working in in normal hospitals as cardiologists and they're coming to give up their own time for this um they do it a couple of days a week and obviously that's for free then they're doing that all on their own um so it's it's really good and to date, they've tested over 11,000 people for potential SADs. So that's huge um, when you're considering potentially 104 people could be affected by this a year. Um, so the Hard House team, they actually carry out a lot of research themselves on how to identify risk groups. So they know which people could potentially be susceptible. And then that actually improves. Instead of testing everyone, then we need to test these groups so really what they, the type of testing that they do is they do an ECG uh, ultrasound of the heart and then they do some actually genetic testing along with the treadmill exercises. So you know, it's a full battery of testing, like it's it's nearly uh, a half day. And I've actually done this myself. I didn't do it with Heart House. I did it through through the bonds in Cork um, because I needed, I just wanted to make sure I was covered uh, before I was doing something like this. Um yeah, so that that's kind of what we have for for Hard House, and you know it's going to hugely impact uh, the work that they're doing there, and be able to provide that service a bit more the more money that we raise. Yeah, clearly, as you've you've outlined very well, they do such hugely important work, and every penny will be much appreciated. Have you a figure in mind of what of how much you'd like to raise for the mat, or is it a case of look, just every little bit helps? So I, I'm aiming for to raise ten thousand euro, and we're at just under the four thousand euro mark at the moment. And I know it's been a difficult time too for people coming up to Christmas and in January as well. But um, we've really 
this show here that we're doing on Clare FM and the Clare Champion as well has actually helped quite a bit. I've seen a, a lot more donations come through in the last couple of weeks. So um really appreciate the obviously you taking the time out to do this with me and to, to spread the word. So um thanks very much for that. We're only too happy to help out on such a worthy cause. And you know, look, there's no point in you taking on a challenge like this and not being able to raise the amount that you want to raise. The Marathon de Sable yeah. in the Sahara Desert, Matt, I have to admit, I hadn't heard of it before, but is this, a, is this a legendary kind of race within the, you know, endurance challenge or Ironman type circuit? Yeah, so it's actually, it's been dubbed the, the toughest foot race uh, in the world. And I suppose the thing that makes it the toughest is it's 250 kilometers over six days and it's totally self-sustaining. So I have to carry on my back the food that I need to eat for the six days. I need to carry the all-important venom pump just in case I encounter some spiders, scorpions, snakes, anything like that. You've also got other safety equipment um, like a knife, compass. You have to carry your own water. Now, you don't have to carry all your water for the six days. It's at stages. And uh, sleeping bag, mat, anything else that you want to bring, uh, you have to carry. So that really adds to it because, to be honest, we're all built to run. Um, you could run it or you could do the 250 kilometers, but it's the harsh conditions in the heat and not what I'm going to call glamping, just camping uh, <laughs> in the tent. Um, that That's the thing that really, you know, struggles you and challenges you from a mental perspective. And that's the thing that makes it, in my opinion, the toughest. The heat, you can get over that. Um, but I think that mental side and not having those comforts is, is going to be the biggest challenge. I have to say, you don't do things by half. I mean, 250 kilometres over six days throughout the Sahara Desert sounds difficult enough without having to carry a load of provisions on your back, watch out for snakes and all sorts of other potentially poisonous creatures. Then the temperatures, which you mentioned, Matt, like the temperatures during the day could be up in the mid to high 40s, possibly even 50 degrees Celsius. And then, of course, the opposite is the case at night. It's going to be free- it's going to be freezing. And not and not ideal conditions for an Irish man, I suppose. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, we don't do well, we don't do well in twenty in the twenties. Never mind in fifty. Um, so I suppose that is something like really the way I've broken it down is is a little bit methodical, I suppose, and that's just from my education background. Before when I started training for this, I I basically listed out some of the things that I would be you know I'm worried about or I need to overcome or I need to practice before I get there. So carrying the weight, you practice that by running. I run with a backpack now two or three times a week. Great. The distance, you train to that. You work on that over over a 12-month period. The heat. I spent a month in Spain in August doing some heat acclimation. It was 42 degrees. And I have to tell you, your brain does some weird things to you when you're out running around at 12 o'clock in the high day heat and it's 42. It's like, get in under the shade, get in under the shade. You don't need to be out in this. And practicing that is a mental strength or skill that you can practice and anyone can do it um you just have to be able to push to pass that barrier and once you do it your brain when it gets to that point you can turn that switch and you can go i can do this and then it it, it all switches off and you get it done so i'm actually planning to go to lanzarote at the end of march for two weeks two to three weeks to do that more heat acclimation just before the race yeah Okay, you have certainly put the hard yards in by the sounds of it. And it's it's basically been preparation over the course of a year to, to get ready for this. 
Yeah, so I started in January 22 uh, training. I was playing basketball at the time, so I was only doing kind of half the training load until March. And then basically from March until now, it's uh, six days a week on the road, uh, two days a week in the gym and one day of rest. And, you know, when people think of the rest day, it's like, oh, I can actually go and I'll do my shopping or I'll get some jobs done that I haven't been able to do. The rest day is you're on the couch or you're in the bed. That's what you have to do it because the recovery, not that I need it. You don't need it because you get used to it, but it's better for your recovery. You're not going to get injured if you take that day, whereas trying to burn the candle at both ends isn't isn't feasible long term. Okay, well, you certainly aren't doing things by half. You are, you're you're approaching this uh, and all the prep work in a proper and correct manner. Uh, we do wish you the very best of luck. It's in April that you're going to be going there to t- to take on this monumental challenge. Six days, two hundred and fifty kilometers, multi stage race, and the Marathon de Sable in the Sahara Desert. Uh, let's hope we can help you get to that ten thousand mark. Where are you at at the moment, and how can people donate? Yeah, so we're at uh, 3,800 euro. It's on a GoFundMe page. And um, I think we have the link. Uh, it's going to go out in the interview as well. Um, but basically, it's in aid of Hard House. That's the, the title for the GoFundMe. And again, like I said, hoping to get to that 10,000 euro. And thanks for having me on as well. I really appreciate it. No problem at all. And uh, we will give that link out uh, at the end of the interview. Uh, Matt Halpin, the very best of luck with the Marathon de Sable and hopefully you can raise that €10,000 for Heart House who as you touched on earlier on are do some, doing such great work uh, to try and prevent uh, SADs occurring far more often than unfortunately it does. Uh, the very best of luck to you and thanks very much for joining us on Morning Focus. Thanks very much. My thanks to Matt Halpin for his time and you can help Matt reach his target of €10,000 uh, by going to gofundme.com and you'll find it there by googling that and support of Heart House for SADS testing. So that's GoFundMe, uh, Google that and support of Heart House for SADS testing.